Thank you for downloading the Aging Matters podcast. To find out more about how Transitions Life Care is providing care and comfort for life's changing needs, visit transitionslifecare.org. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Nicole Cleggett and Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett representing Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Lights. Nicole, you you made it through the, the Caregiver Summit. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. We're so pleased with the number of caregivers that we were able to serve this year and um, also you know, wanted to make folks aware that we're actually going to be providing that content free of charge for an entire year now that the event has ended. So for folks who weren't able to make it, they can still participate if they want to uh, get in contact with some of those amazing resources exhibits and sessions. Do the, just go to caregiversummit.org and yep. you can find the information yep. there? they just need to register. And then uh, once every couple of days, I'll give people access. But, you know, we had over 20 different educational sessions, over 70 exhibitors, over 1,500 attendees. And um, it would be a shame if we just made this sort of a one-hit wonder. And so we want to make sure that people continue to have access to something, even if they were not able to attend the day of the event. Yes, yes. We've been talking about it for weeks, but we're not going to shame you. You just go to caregiver. <laughs> summit.org and you can still access that information for free even if you weren't able to attend if you did attend you can go back and look at it as well so uh that's a nice little perk there well nicole it is it is october here and uh what is october if we don't talk with our friends over at ship the department of insurance and we've got uh two guests here who are going to be on with us representing the nc uh senior medicare patrol program we've got the director kevin robertson and we also have the program coordinator stephanie bias here with us and uh we're very pleased to have them on the show nicole yeah for sure you know is we're in the open enrollment period and we know if you are over the age of 65 that it can either bring excitement with hoping that you get a better plan so you have less money paying out of pocket or fear because now you have to make a decision again uh, but to shed some light on this i just want to start off by, by asking kevin a question you know what exactly is the senior medicare patrol program well, thank you, Nicole, first for having us on, on your show, and uh, that's a great question. Now, we are an education-based program. We're here to help educate Medicare beneficiaries and their caregivers about Medicare, Medicare fraud, and try to answer any questions that they may have about uh, their caregivers' benefits or their own individual benefits. And we're really trying to help you know, protect, detect, and report any potential Medicare fraud uh, in the communities. We're trying to save money for our Medicare beneficiaries as we want Medicare to continue for years on to come. You know, the whole idea of Medicare fraud, I just, uh, it grates on me, it's something terrible, taking advantage of people who uh, who built the country on their backs and, and trying to take advantage of them during their weaker days. I just, oh, that just <laughs> really burns me up. Um, you know, and, and I know that, you know, especially during COVID-19, there has been even a bigger target on people's backs, um, you know, with a lot of different scammers just coming out of the woodwork, looking at this as a, as a really great time to really hurt older adults. What are some of the things that you've been seeing out there, Stephanie? Well, thank you, Nicole, once again for that question. And I like you share that same sentiment. I think we all do. We know that people that have worked so hard to build this country 
um, and to save and to, uh, you know, to make sure that they have been good stewards of the benefits that they worked so hard for, that they would have those uh, compromised in any way. We have seen a lot of different varying types of scams all across the country because there is a senior Medicare patrol program in all 50 states and the four territories. And in the last few days, we have even heard of people going door to door claiming to be from the North Carolina Department of Insurance. Oh, dear. And during that visit, the impersonator talks to the resident because, you know, you can be on Medicare younger than 65. You right. can be perhaps on Medicare due to disability uh, or on Medicare due to end-stage renal disease or ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. And they say that they have been selected to receive free health insurance that covers medical, vision, and dental as well as a life insurance component thrown in there. Sounds like you won the lottery. Yeah, I mean, it's really (laughs) the lottery and that wonderful. Uh, The residents say that the impersonator shows them a letter on their, you know, device such as an iPad or an iPhone with their name and address that is similar to letters from insurance companies that are selling other products that are legitimate. And, you know, and that really just, you know, grates your crawl because you've got all these people that work so hard every single solitary day and they say, you know, they want to see their information and can you share your information with them? And, um, you know, just know that the North Carolina Department of Insurance, now I'm a road warrior because we're usually, when times are good, we're usually out on the road somewhere in North Carolina providing this messaging to North Carolina's 2 million Medicare beneficiaries that we have. But the Department of Insurance is not going door to door asking you personal information. They also have telemarketers that are out there and they can spoof that uh, telemarketing number can show up as like maybe the senior center in your local area or maybe even spoof up your local pharmacy. So you think, well, the pharmacy's calling me about something. But when they get on the phone, it really is not. It is someone that is asking you for your Medicare information or your Medicare number or perhaps your Social Security number. So if you do answer ask to answer the call and somebody asks you for that personal information, please don't give it to them. Please don't give them your banking information, your date of birth. Hang up. If they're really calling from Medicare, which I doubt they are, or they really are calling from someplace that needs to know that it already has that information, they already have it. You don't need to verify the last four. You don't need to verify any of that. They're trying to collect that information, which is going to possibly lead to fraudulent activity. So, so you call our office when something like that happens and let us know. Try to take down any phone number that you see that has shown up on caller ID, the time of the call, any names or any details that you can remember so we can file the complaint and follow up on that information. So what does that process look like, Kevin? I mean, I know it's, you know, it's it's quite embarrassing when you get scammed. I know a lot of people, I mean, I, mean, I could get scams today. Sometimes people call you and you really do believe they are who they say they are. You know, so first of all, you have to get over, you know, the fact that you're just horribly embarrassed about being taken advantage of. And I think a lot of times people feel like it's either someone's going to think that they're not smart or maybe that they're losing some of their mental faculties and or maybe they already are having some issues at home. And so they don't even want to tell a family member because that could be the last straw where they then are told that they can't stay at home any longer. 
how, you know, how do we how do we help an older adult let us know when they're starting to get scammed before it goes down that horrible sl- slippery slope? How do we make people comfortable, and what's the process like to file right. a complaint? You're right, Nicole. It's so easy for these telemarketers to try to twist and and you know talk you out of providing your personal information. I know I've actually been hacked by email because I thought it was from a person who. I normally work with within another agency, so it's very easy. And these uh, fraudsters and scamsters, they know how to work it in and work their magic to try to get you to say one key piece of information so then they can then turn and ask you more information. And I want to give the advice to folks, you know, don't feel embarrassed. It happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Just try to remember, we we got to turn it around on the fraudsters because they're calling you and wanting information. We need to turn it back to them and say, well, you should already have my information. Or say, if they say that they're calling from your doctor's office, say, I'll call you back. I don't have time to talk right now. And just call, hang up, and then call your doctor's office. But I really want to say that for those folks that they feel embarrassed, don't be embarrassed. It happens to everyone. Just know, call our office. We'll walk through the procedures and talk with you what happened. As Stephanie said earlier, take down as much information. If you have a phone number, if you make sure you get the time of day, the date, any name that maybe they have given you over the phone, all that is critical information so that we can work with other partners and agencies to try to figure out who these fraudsters are so that eventually they can be you know, brought to justice for your individual um, needs and, and services that are out there. So we want to try to, you know, make sure you report it. Don't let it go undone because a lot of people don't report it. We, we want you to call our office so we can help you out. Yep, that's how you guys are able to get the job done and spread the word about these scams and make sure that we can protect our, our lovely citizens from fraud and other types of scams. We're speaking with Kevin Robertson and Stephanie Bias. They're both with the uh, North Carolina Senior Medicare Patrol Program within the Department of Insurance, and we're going to continue our conversation with them right after this. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cluggett, and we have two guests with us right now, and they are Stephanie Bias and Kevin Robertson, both with the North Carolina Senior Medicare Patrol Program uh, within the Department of Insurance, also talking about SHIP as we uh, are talking about Medicare open enrollment and scams that we need to be aware of, Nicole. Definitely. You know, um, I, this time of year uh, is open enrollment, the open enrollment period 
And I was reminded about that. Uh, I had a family caregiver I was working with last year, and she gave me a call the other day, and she said, I had it on my calendar to call you to remind me that I need to uh, talk with somebody about open enrollment for my mom. And so I was like, well, I'm so glad you put that in your calendar. And I instantly gave them the information about SHIP. I know that things feel different this year with COVID-19, and we're at an arm's length from each other in every way that we can possibly imagine. I was even at a pumpkin patch this weekend, and there were signs up everywhere saying, stay in your social bubble. And so, you know, when it comes to things like trying to pick an insurance program that fits you uh, from one year to another, sometimes it really feels like you want that personal touch. So talk to us a little bit, Stephanie, about what SHIP is doing uh, or how SHIP can help the consumer if they're looking at Medicare this year and then how things may look a little different. We have wonderful, thank you for that question, Nicole. The Seniors Health Insurance Information Program has as one of our key missions to make sure that Medicare beneficiaries understand what it is that they are buying and what they're going to get the best use for their dollars for. Every year, every year, um, folks need to make sure if you have a standalone prescription drug plan or if you have a drug plan from a other area, if you're in a Medicare Advantage plan, that you take a benefits checkup. You look at that plan because what you loved last year, you may not like uh, the next year. Do you see, for example, because the formularies can change, which is a list of the drugs that are covered. The tiers can change. Um, the deductible may change. So your drugs may change. So this is the one time that you can call our office or go to one of our coordinating sites via, usually virtually, not many people are seeing anyone face-to-face, Call our office at 1-855-408-1212. Have a list of the medications that you currently take and the pharmacy that you like to go to. And we can go to Medicare.gov, which is the federal government's website that talks about the programs that are offered in our zip code in North Carolina and what those programs entail and what the drug coverage entails and what the cost-sharing features of that are. So we want to make sure that you're going to love your plan in 2021 like you did in 2020. And as I said, that's the time to do that benefits checkup. And our toll-free consumer line at 1-855-408-1212 is open Monday through Friday from 8 until 5, excluding state holidays. And the open enrollment period is October the 15th, which was just last Thursday, through December the 7th. So... We will be there, excluding state holidays, on the designated time at one eight five five four zero eight one two one two to try to help you. Or you can call your county local coordinating site and see if you can uh, meet virtually, perhaps with someone or talk with someone locally. Because you have a thousand um, volunteers all across North Carolina and coordinating sites in all of our counties, they're standing willing to help you in the very best way they can. Even though we're so used to being with our folks face-to-face, and we certainly miss that. We're trying to keep our beneficiaries safe, our staff safe, and our coordinating sites safe, and our volunteers. So please don't forget to give us a call, because we saved last year in North Carolina over $54 million in um, prescription drug savings for folks that made changes and made sure that they got a little bit better coverage for the next year. So we're very proud of that, because 
those dollars are those beneficiaries' dollars. So, Stephanie, you know, when folks are calling that uh, number for SHIP, they're actually talking to people right here in this state. We're not calling a call center in, in a foreign country. And I think that's Absolutely. important for people to understand, too. These are people who live here who, you know, are, you will be able to understand clearly on the phone, and they definitely know Medicare inside and out. They do. And they're housed within the Department of Insurance employees, housed within the North Carolina Department of Insurance, serving North Carolina's over 2.3 million Medicare beneficiaries. And, you know, once again, there's no charge for our service. Our service is free, confidential. We provide neutral, objective, and unbiased information. We aren't, you know, we aren't going to say, oh, go with this company over that company. Our role is to educate you so you make the best informed choice for your particular situation. So, Kevin, you know, one of the things that I think we all, well, I won't say all of us, but I, I'd probably be one of those people, you know, you kind of get used to a certain organization, right? You know, I've been with Blue Cross Blue Shield personally, you know, for at least 12 years right here in North Carolina. And, you know, so s- similarly, there may, Blue Cross, I don't know if this is true or not, but they may offer a Medicare supplement plan. And I might just assume, well, I've known them forever. I want to stick with them and I want to be with them. And the reality of it is, is, you know, sticking with a particular plan just because it's something you're familiar with may not be the best idea, or it may be a great idea this year, but next year something may change and it might be the wrong fit. And you can actually even have two spouses in a household on two different plans because of their needs. And I think a lot of times people just kind of stick with what they know and they don't make changes. And I, and I think that that's probably not a very good tactic to have when it comes to Medicare open enrollment. Am I correct? You are, Nicole. A lot of people can be brand loyal. Mm-hmm. So we really want to, you know, uh, take people away from that idea because they're like uh, for drug plans. There's 31 drug plans for 2021 in North Carolina. Wow. So really, when we go to Medicare.gov, we're going to cross-reference your medications with all 31 plans and see which plan covers all the medications that you're on. And then we're going to, you know, it comes out and shows you what is the most cost-effective plan for you. Now, a moment ago, you mentioned Medicare supplements. So we try to uh, make sure that people don't get confused because Medicare can be so confusing because Mm -hmm. you have, you know, Medicare parts A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. And then you have Medicare supplement plans A through N. Uh, so uh, let's think of it this way. For a Medicare supplement, if you go on one of those, you want to think about it that you're married to that supplement. So you really want to try to keep that supplement once you get it. For drug plans, we want to think about that you're dating it. So every year, <laughs> October 15th to December 7th, that's when it's time to compare and see which drug plan is better for you to date for the following year. Swipe left or right. <laughs> <You're> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. <laughs> no problem. So, so, and we want. Yeah, that's that's tr- that's so true, Nicole. As Kevin said, you know, marry that Medicare supplement <laughs> when you first become eligible for Medicare. And I mean, you know, we don't want you to try to have to get a divorce from them, but you know, marry that, marry that one. You know, make sure that's what's going to fit your needs and fit your uh, budget. And um, because you know, Medicare is not a hundred percent coverage and. We want to see what we're going to gap in there, how we're going to fill in those gaps with a supplement, what's going to be best for you and A through N, whichever one you want. So, and But really, those drug plans are important to do a benefits checkup for each year. And if you're with a Medicare Advantage plan, for example, you want to make sure that you do that checkup as well because that's based on, that's based on cost sharing and that's based on um, 
own networks of providers and you want to make sure that your doctors are staying with that with that plan for the next year and you you know you get you get opportunities to uh to take a look at that and have a and have a little trial run with that if, if that's something that you like or it may be something you want to stick with forever well, I really appreciate that that piece of the conversation for sure because I know it's so incredibly confusing. But I did want to circle back really briefly related to scams. I know when we were talking off air, you gave me an incredible number that was a number that we lose every single year to scams for older adults. What is that number, Stephanie? Sixty-eight billion with a B. Wow. And we have estimated, they have estimated from um, the federal government that possibly uh, we could be going up to close to the 80s wow. billion of fraud, especially during uh, this time of uncertainty and people, you know, being isolated, being at home and, uh, you know, and being taken advantage because they think that's a big target. Wow. That's a real big target. So, And that, uh, and that know, dollar amount is just for Medicare. So $68 for billion for fraud for Medicare. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is a because massive Because if you number. look at that, you want to make sure that you're going to stay solvent. I mean, you know, you talk about you know, we're, in, we're in a time of election, and we talk about we always look and make sure that our benefits are checked up like they need to be. Well, if we continue to lose 68 to $80 billion a year in Medicare fraud, now that doesn't take a Wall Street economist. You know that, <laughs> you know, nothing can remain solvent for that if that is sustained over the years. So you got to be your best steward and your best advocate and your best foot shoulder for yourself to make sure that you don't become a victim. Well, Stephanie and Kevin, thank you both so much for uh, informing us and hopefully uh, our listeners are uh, more educated today about scams and fraud and can pass that information on so that we can do something to help bring that number down because, boy, that is a, a big, scary number. If you want to find more information, be sure to go online to NC. S-H-I-I-P dot com. N-C-S-H-I-I-P dot com. Really want to thank Stephanie Bias and Kevin Robertson. Kevin is the director of the Senior Medicare Patrol Program. Stephanie is the program coordinator, and this is all housed within the North Carolina Department of Insurance. Again, N-C-S-H-I-I-P A quick break and back with more. You are listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with Nicole Cleggett and Jason Kong. You are listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett, and we are going to be discussing Nicole uh, uh question or uh, I guess something that we all need to ponder and that's uh, when to go with an independent caregiver versus an agency and to do that we're bringing on Carolyn Thurston she's the CEO and president of Wisdom Senior Care Carolyn thank you so much for joining us today well thank you I'm excited to be a part of actually being able to um, educate the community 
Well, we're thrilled to have you here and want to, again, thank you for being a presenting sponsor for the Caregivers Summit. That was a tremendous gift to be able to serve over 1,500 family caregivers this year at our virtual event. So we do thank you deeply for for that service to us. Um, So, you know, geez, at Transitions Guiding Lights, we get a, a ton of phone calls from family caregivers that are seeking for the very first time an in-home care opportunity for an aging and ailing loved one. And oftentimes, you know, they're trying to make a decision between hiring an agency versus just hiring somebody off of, dare I say, Craigslist or something like that. And we we tend to go through a huge list of sort of the the risks-benefit analysis with them so that hopefully they're going to be making an informed decision and not just looking at the price tag. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, some of the things that folks really need to be considering when they're looking to bring somebody into their home. Yes, thank you. Um, I really think it's important. You can get so overwhelmed, but the best place to start is with the division, the North Carolina Division of Health Service Regulation. They have a whole printout of all in every county, all agencies that have gone through their license requirements. So therefore, you can be assured that they're going to at least meet the um, minimum requirement. So I would suggest to start there first. Also, talk to um, home care agencies and find out what are their training. One thing that you'll get with these companies is that their caregivers have to be trained. Some of them may do in-house training. Some of them may send them to various um, schools to get the necessary training. But you definitely want to know about that. And what about supervision? It's important that you know that these caregivers are going to be supervised by a registered nurse because that is a requirement of the state. So when you're hiring someone just right off of the street or, you know, a friend or a family, they mean well, but... Are they truly skilled? Has a criminal background been done on them? Um, what about when they need time off? You know, um, it's important that your life doesn't stop just because the caregiver can't be there. And when people tend to go with a private person, they're kind of held in the cold. I like to use the term hostage. Mm -hmm. They're held hostage by the caregiver. And when you go with an agency, they have support there. They're going to have enough persons to be able to assist that um, caregiver to have their needed time off, but not interrupt the care that needs to be provided to your loved one. So I think these are some of the basic things. And, you know, it's just so important to have that team approach so you don't feel like you're in this by yourself and just like um, you as a caregiver can't do it all one individual person can't do it all definitely and you know I I also think that you know folks really need to think about the liability perspective I uh, you know um, oh my gosh you know when you bring a private person into your home I mean whether it doesn't matter caregiver a painter a contractor it doesn't matter what it is I don't think people realize what they're opening themselves up to when somebody enters the the doorstep of your home and if that caregiver is providing physical care for your loved one and they hurt their back the onus is going Mm -hmm. to be on you the family member to cover those expenses and you know Nicole that is really becoming a big issue now um, in the environment that we're in Um, making sure that a company has workman's comp Mm -hmm. people look at the pricing and they think oh 
I can hire this individual person for almost half, but they don't realize an agency is going to have all the necessary insurance, the workman's comp, um, even the payroll taxes. And, you know, a lot of people think, you know, I can just pay someone maybe under the table, but there's new regulations out that if you're actually um, hiring someone privately into your home, providing care, they should be treated as an employee. So that means there's payroll taxes mm-hmm. that need to be looked at as well. Definitely. And and then, there, yeah, and, and I think that's another aspect, you know, for the individual caregiver mm-hmm. getting paid cash yeah. out of pocket. And at the end of the year, if you want to be able to write that off on your taxes, that may or may not be able to be possible if you don't go with an actual agency, correct? Correct. And, and those are just things, or they have to make sure, again, more money going out because now you need to get more accountants in place, mm-hmm. you know, bookkeepers in place so that you can assure that you're understanding what these tax regulations are and how's the best way to do this. So even as we're talking here, you see that the cost that you're looking at mm-hmm. um, paying is well worth it because in some way you might not see it at the initial but believe me, you're going to be paying for it at some point. And then there's the other piece as well. You know, if you have a loved one who's on Medicaid or has long-term care insurance, yes. typically those types mm-hmm. of payer sources do not cover individuals in the community, but instead will only work with uh, licensed agencies. Right. And that's very true. We have a lot of people who do have long-term care insurance, and they might have had a friend or a neighbor, and now they want to use their long-term care. And you're correct. If you're not already approved, first you have to be licensed by the state, then they're not going to allow you or reimburse you back. And Medicaid, you know, again, they use the list of licensed state agencies um, in order to reimburse for um, that state funded. So you're correct, yes. They need to make sure that whoever they choose, that they really start on the Division of Health Service Regulations website or talking with transitions and, you know, getting that list that can help narrow down in their specific county. So another slippery slope that I think people often face is, you know, whether they have a private in-home caregiver or they are going through a contracted Mm -hmm. agency is when things aren't going Mm -hmm. the way you would hope. And people a lot of times are just scared to complain. You know, number one, they're worried, well, the the next person they send may be worse than this person. Or, frankly, they're worried, you know, now this aide knows where mom's secret hiding place for her key is or she knows really how frail mom is. And so people get really scared of reprisal. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, really the importance of ongoing open communication between that family caregiver and the agency. Yeah, and, and that's a really um, significant question. When you're interviewing home care companies, you want to ask up front. They should talk to you about their complaints policy and what is their culture there you know how do they do they want to get feedback and most companies will let you know that their goal is to be able to be part of your family make sure that this is a good fit for you and if it's not please verbally let us know because no family member or caregiver um, should have to feel like they can't change and I'm just stuck with this person because the goal should be um, can I, if I call you, you're going to follow up, 
And let's say you choose a company and they tell you, hey, this is what we're going to do, but you call and you can feel really quickly if that culture, they really want to know um, if you have a concern or complaint. Because if they do, they're going to follow up so quickly and then they'll find the right for you. And if you're concerned about someone knowing where certain things are, there are so many tools and resources, you know, to put lock boxes, change the code, so you don't have to feel like you are stuck. It's all about communication. And that's why that initial home visit, whoever comes out that represents that company, um, it would be great for the listeners to have a list of really key questions to ask. And that would be one of them, Nicole, that I would suggest. And you can get a good feel for how that person is answering that, and they describe the process if this is a company you feel um, comfortable with. Carolyn, if uh, our uh, listener has some questions in line and they, they want to point them at you, is wisdomseniorcare.com the best place to go? It is. It's the best place where all we have quite a few different franchise owners in the state of North Carolina. But you can go on to wisdomseniorcare.com, and depending on where you're located, it, you will be directed from the website to the correct location. Wonderful. And again, you can point your questions there and see if that is a good fit for you. WisdomSeniorCare.com. She is Carolyn Thurston. She is the CEO and president of Wisdom Senior Care. Carolyn, thank you so much. Time, thank you so much for coming on and spending your time with us and helping shed light on this, uh, this tough question that a lot of people have to answer when they're in a caregiving situation. Well, thank you for having me and we appreciate the opportunity. Wonderful. A quick break and back with more. You are listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Nicole Cleggett and Jason Kong. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk traffic. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett, and we are going to now change our focus to uh, Medicaid and the PACE program, which we have talked about a time or two before, Nicole, and we're going to talk about qualifying for PACE Medicaid, and uh, our new expert on the line is Vanessa Wall. She is the Marketing and Community Outreach Liaison for Volunteers of America Senior Community Care PACE. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you guys so much. I'm glad to be here. So PACE is a really interesting program, and it's uh, PACE stands for a program for all-inclusive care of the elderly. Am I correct? We're a comprehensive medical care program that assists older adults to remain in the community and in their home. Uh, we serve Wake, Durham, and a portion of Granville County. And my understanding is that the PACE program really helps a person maintain independence where they call home in their, in their in-home setting versus having to move into a long-term care community. Am I right? Yes. The PACE program offers day center attendance with transportation, old medical care, um, primary and occupational therapies, social work, behavioral health, uh, dietary services, and end of life care. Um, We also have pop-up clinics for dental, podiatry, and audiology. So we kind of like to call PACE 
your one-stop shop for healthcare and socialization. Definitely. I really like how it has so many of the different wraparound services to really help meet the needs of that uh, older adult. And uh, you also provide transportation to and from the Adult Day Center as well? Yes. So we have about 16 vans or buses. Um, they're all equipped to support folks that are you know, using wheelchairs or walkers. Um, we provide that transportation to our senior center, and we also provide it to specialty medical appointments out in the community. So this innovative program of PACE has been around for quite some time in the country and is being adopted by several states, North Carolina being one of them. And it's wonderful because I I really find that it's a great access point for people who are dual eligible on both Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, And I know that qualifying for PACE Medicaid is a little bit of a different animal than traditional Medicaid services. If you would walk us through what that process is like just a little bit. Sure. So today, I definitely want to be focusing on that financial portion to meet that eligibility for PACE. One thing that I really want to touch on is, you know, our enrollment team with PACE understands that getting through the Medicaid process can be really challenging and somewhat overwhelming at times. So we do the best we can to support each person with that one-on-one assistance when it comes to working with banks, insurance companies, uh, faxing documents, even making three-way calls to financial institutions. Uh, We really just try to do whatever we can to help these individuals. So to start, when we get a call, um, you know, typically folks are inquiring about services. We go over the basic qualifications. So the basic qualifications are going to be, you must be 55 or older, live in the service area, um, able to safely live in the community, and meet the state's qualification for nursing level of care. We typically go over the basic qualifications mentioned earlier and then take a deeper dive into their, um, to several financial questions. So the reason we ask for this information is to verify to Medicaid that the applicant has assets under $2,000 or close to it. Um, and then let the applicant know about the five-year look-back period. So folks can also participate in the PACE program um, even if they're not on Medicaid, though they would just pay out of pocket, correct? Correct. In the um, PACE Medicaid rate at this point is close to $5,000 each per, month. Per person, so per month. For some yeah. individuals, per, yeah, per month. Um, so for some individuals who are paying privately for in-home care, you know, that could be a steal. Or for folks who are considering nursing home care, which can be anywhere from eight to $10,000, you know, PACE is a great option. Yeah, that's uh, certainly if you're in either any of those areas, that is an option that you should explore if that is something that you would uh, qualify for. And Vanessa, we thank you for explaining the qualifications involved. Is Senior Community Care of NC.org the best place for uh, folks to find more information? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Senior Community Care of NC.org. Senior Community Care of NC.org. She is Vanessa Wall, Marketing and Community Outreach Liaison for Volunteers of America Senior Community Care Pace. We thank her so much for joining us today. Nicole, before we head out today, I want to spend some time just sort of recapping the, the Caregiver Summit. I know how much work uh, goes into these pro these, these summits normally, but uh, you were just thrown a curveball um, mm-hmm. in the spring with how to put these on, and you came up with the Virtual Caregiver Summit, which... Uh, was just huge in terms of attendance. So um, I'm, 
I appreciate you still be still standing here on, <laughs> a, on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, I know how much work went into this and you, your whole team. Uh, I just wanted to say congratulations to you and to everyone involved for such a wonderful success put a, together under the gun, you know? Yeah, you know, is a member of our team, Darcy Bowers, actually from Transitions Life Care, dared to ask the question, and she said, "Are we selling family caregivers short by not doing something virtual for them in 2020?" And she begged the question, and then that just it just ran from there. And so we made we quickly transitioned from obviously not being able to do anything in person to really trying to put together a very full and as, and as similar as possible to an in-person event. So, you know, folks who participated uh, this past week now have the conference platform on their smartphones. They have the access via their desktops. And now folks will be able to walk around with truly a pocket full of resources for the entire year. So they'll be able to continue to access the exhibitors and resources and sponsors and really all of the content because, you know, it's impossible for anybody to be able to watch 20 hours of sessions in in a conference day and so now at at, at their leisure they can go back and rewatch a session or they can even uh you know watch a different session as time goes on and perhaps the needs of a loved one change um and, and you know share the information with other folks they come in contact with yeah it's so cool and uh to I just congratulations is in order for you and transitions and for guiding lights and all all the participating sponsors because you know you guys in transitions when it comes to serving the community you do it in a way that is uh just completely all-encompassing you know <laughs> you could have you could have just you know thrown together the virtual summit could have done the, a webinar right right no, yeah you so could have just had everyone log in and be like all right see you later uh but no you you made this as you said as as close to being an actual summit and those to begin with are so intricate and involved and informative to to transport that to a virtual model in a short amount of time the way you guys did it uh, is, is just super super impressive and i encourage anyone who wasn't able to attend on thursday just go to caregiversummit.org and there you can uh, as nicole said find all the information and view all the uh the uh uh, sessions as well because man it's there's so much there it is it's it's an incredible body of work and the gift of all of our session speakers and all of our volunteers and just everybody who put in their time and talent if it wasn't for those community members being willing to take the risk themselves and participating in something that felt very different you know giving a presentation in front of three different cameras at the same time that feels different. This, these weren't looking at your computer camera through a Zoom. We made these quite professional because we wanted the quality to be there for the families. And so we really asked a lot of people to come out of their comfort zone and be vulnerable this year and really appreciated the willingness of the entire professional community to take that risk with us. Yeah, and that that puts the the caregivers at ease as well. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they've got that uh, – they feel like they're there and mm-hmm. that that goes a long way because when you're at these summits it's it's connecting with people and seeing that oh you know I'm not going through this journey by myself I've got support I've got resources around me you know this is this is a breath of fresh air definitely yeah so uh, I know you've got some uh, some sponsors who really helped out as well and I don't know if you want to give them some love sure, before we head of out of course today. of course yeah so our underwriting sponsor this year was resources for seniors and they came on board when they heard what we were doing they were given some CARES Act dollars, and they said, well, we can't think of a better way to spend some of those dollars is to really help support financially the event. And so really without them and our presenting sponsors, Wisdom Senior Care and Clarity Legal Group and AARP, I mean, there's just no way we could have pulled this off because it's 
it definitely was a tremendous financial undertaking as well as just I, I, from a time perspective, I would say, you know, putting on three to four in-person events was probably half the amount of work of trying to put on a virtual <laughs> event just because, you know, we were just had to be involved with every single step of every single piece of information that even an exhibitor wanted to have. The brochure they would put out on the table themselves, we had to put, quote, unquote, out on right. the table. So, um, you know, it, it was a tremendous effort. So the dollars from our underwriting, our presenting, and all of our session sponsors, as well as our exhibitors, really made this a free event for our family caregivers as well this year. Yeah, that was the other big part of it, that it was completely free this year. And again, if you want to go back and check out uh, all the information, caregiversummit.org is the place to do it. And uh, I'm so glad that you all were able to provide that to the community free of charge. If you want to find uh, more information about Transitions Life Care, be sure to go online to transitionslifecare.org. And don't forget Caregiver Summit information at caregiversummit.org. Dot org. we got to get out of here. It's about that time. We hope you will join us again next Saturday at 4 o'clock for another episode of Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk traffic. Have a great day. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. For more information, log on to transitionslifecare.org.